Welcome to Knowledge on the Go, the podcast brought to you by the PI Collaboratives team at Vizient. I'm Margaret Rudisell, PI Program Director and host for this podcast. In this episode, we'll feature Bonnie Gregson and Danny Barker from Intermountain Healthcare, who will tell us about how they communicate quality data to their care stakeholders through channels they've developed system-wide. It's an ongoing process, but through it, they forged relationships with these stakeholders that are leading to improvements in care. Bonnie, Danny, welcome to the program. Could you both take a little bit of time to introduce yourself? Tell us your title and what you do there at Intermountain Healthcare. Hi, Margaret. My name is Bonnie Gregson. I work in the Office of Patient Experience as a Senior Clinical Operations Manager in Quality. Thank you. And Danny? Yeah. Hi, Margaret. Thanks for having us here today. My name is Danny Barker. I'm also a Clinical Operations Manager in the Office of Patient Experience at Intermountain Healthcare for Quality. Thank you. Before we get into our discussion, just a note to our listeners that Bonnie recently had a procedure done on her jaw. Despite that, she's bravely joined us to help us understand what's going on at Intermountain Healthcare. Bonnie, could you briefly describe your system and the role you and Danny play in communicating to stakeholders in your system? Sure. The Office of Patient Experience is a system-led and locally deployed group of caregivers specializing in safety, quality, and experience. And Danny and I are system leaders within the Office of Patient Experience. So we develop system processes which may impact each of the local care sites and all of those care sites rolling up to our enterprise that we have within our Intermountain Healthcare. And we really have spent a lot of time talking with our clinical program leaders and the hospital leaders. We call our hospitals care sites now. And we've listened to what things have gone well. We've listened to some of their barriers, as well as maybe allowing them to give us maybe a wish list of things that they think if they had these tools or data, that they would be able to positively impact safety, quality, and experience. So we've done a lot of education along the way, too, with our stakeholders. Taking all of this into account, we really have been able to partner with those key stakeholders and meet them where they're at. That has really been key to the work we're doing at Intermountain Healthcare. Who do you communicate with? We communicate with anybody that will listen. We communicate with our hospital administrator, our care site administrators. We communicate with a service line or program leaders. We also communicate right down to maybe a specific leader of like the emergency room at a different care site. We do that through email, virtual meetings, because we are spread out all over a large geography. We also provide reports. And one of the latest methods that we've been communicating with our PSI work is through a dashboard that we've been working on building. We're really excited about how that's coming along. Danny, can you talk to us about how you actually engage those stakeholders? What is your attitude about it that you try to bring across? It's a lot of fun. We actually come from a position of influence. And when I say influence, I mean, we don't really dictate what people are working on. We're not there to kind of boss them around or add things to their plate. Really, our role is to come in and help them connect the dots. We can talk about PSIs because that's a big focus for us that we're working on. So patient safety indicator. We come in, we explain the why behind this. We say, hey, we're looking at patient safety indicators. This is how it actually already correlates to what you're working on currently. This is how it affects current scores that you're already watching. We're not here to add to your plate, but really to kind of help you understand these connections between all these different pieces in the intricate system that we work in. You kind of see lights turn on. But one of the fun things about these meetings as well is we come in with our plans 
patients. Like we're going to talk about patient safety indicators. And we've had a couple of times where we get deer in the headlight looks like what are patient safety indicators, AHRQ, and our whole agenda that we had planned for that meeting basically has to go out the window. And that's totally fine. Like Bonnie had said, we're going to meet people where they're at. And I think one of the highlights and the key points that we do is we always connect to the why. It's not about the numbers. It's not about trying to improve a score. It comes down to patient safety and experience and quality. We're there to ensure that the patients that come into our facility, they're safe, they feel safe, they feel loved and cared for, and they're not leaving wondering, man, what was going on in that facility? We want them leaving going, I was safe there and I was taking care of the whole time. And again, going back to connecting those dots, when we say we're looking at patient safety indicators, this is how it connects to the patient experience and patient safety. And that is our why. People really like to hop on board because everybody wants to improve patient safety. Everybody wants to improve the patient experience. Bonnie mentioned the development of a dashboard. Could one of you explain what you're developing to drill down into the data that you share with these key stakeholders? We're putting it together with our analytics team. What this dashboard does and what it will do in the future is be able to list all the PSIs at any care site. So you'll be able to see a system overview. You'll be able to see a care site overview and then even drill down further into opportunities that we found within those patient safety indicators or the PSIs. So for example, looking at PSI 3, so that's a pressure ulcer that occurs in the hospital. We'll be able to identify this happened in one of our care sites on this unit. And when we did our chart review, we're going to be able to pull out that the patient might not have been turned appropriately or find something like that. And we'll be able to trend those. And so for all of our PSI threes, we're looking at specific data points that will help nursing leaders and other leaders throughout the system be able to identify where are gaps, what are things that we can improve on to really hopefully reduce PSI threes. And that's a pretty exciting thing to look at. One other thing that we've kind of done with this too is future state. We're going to create what we're kind of referring to as a what if calculator. When we look at visiting numbers, for example, they give PSIs and the ODE. So we can say if we're above expected or if we're doing better than expected. Sometimes that kind of gets lost in translation. All right, so I'm at 0.8 ODE. What does that mean for me in comparison to care sites that are of comparable size? And so we're able to drill down and say, okay, here's the top 10 from your cohort. Here's where you're at. And we've taken that. And rather than just comparing ODE to ODE, we're actually able to say, hey, you know what? You had 10 PSI threes. You can see the top cohort has a 0.5 ODE. If you want to get to being the same or if not better than the top cohort, you need to reduce your 10 to 5. And so it actually crunches out a tangible number for them to know what they can work on to hopefully improve. Well, Bonnie, what form does this information take when you show it to others? How do you share it? This report is now available that we can share it system-wide. So we have those key stakeholders that actually can pull these reports up. And when they pull it up, we're actually asking for feedback. So if there's something we could do to enhance it or to add to it, we are never satisfied with status quo. We want to make sure we're meeting the needs of our facilities. Those care sites are the ones that are implementing and making the changes to improve the patient safety, quality, and experience. So if they have insights of what they would like to see in these reports, we really do take that to heart and work with our data analytics teams to see if we can implement and create those experiences in the report that our stakeholders need. So that's really been fun and exciting. Well, how does this help stakeholders see where they compare with others? How does this impact them when they see that? 
Well, we encourage a system transparency. This allows us to take lessons learned at one care site and share them with another care site. We look at those care sites and we can see an opportunity maybe in a service line. We can then take it, what we've learned, and engage the leaders at another care site or another service line to help them make the same kind of impactful enhancements in the care and implementations that they can actually impact that patient safety, quality, and experience. We often call this system learning. That's really big here at Intermountain. And it allows a bit of healthy competition as well. They have be saying like, hey, how are they doing so well at that care site? They're knocking it out of the park. What do we need to do different at our facility to make sure we're doing the same, which is really, really fun to see. I know this isn't on the list, but could you talk about where you are with the development of the dashboard? Is it at its final stage or is there something else that you're working towards? It is never at its final stage. That's what we do here at Intermountain. Nothing will be ever really at its final stage. We are in version one. We've been making some enhancements to it. Right now, we do have an active dashboard that you can actually go in and pull up our PSIs. We're focusing on the PSI 90s initially. We'll look at expanding that out to other PSIs and PDIs and NQIs at some point. Danny, did you have anything to add? Yeah, so where we're at currently, we have what are called insights is what we're kind of terming this, which is a really kind of a clever name. I like it because really that's our goal here is to provide those insights to those stakeholders. So where we're at right now is during our reviews and while we're looking at all the opportunities, whether it be coding, documentation, or even clinical, all this information is being pulled out into our system so we can pull this into this insights dashboard. And while we're looking at this, what it allows people to do is really drill down into the information. So kind of going back to that PSI 3 example, we have a bunch of different criteria that we look at when we're reviewing a chart. When we pull that information out, it gets documented and it gets pushed into this program so that it's visual and able to be seen by anybody who wants to get in and look at it, whether it's a manager or a medical director, and be able to really identify opportunities. And kind of like what Bonnie was saying is we have that system aspect of this. And so this allows us to really share those best practices. And so you can really identify, oh, you know what? We noticed that one care side is doing really well on a particular element that is being pulled out of the chart. How do we help implement best practice across the enterprise? And that's really where it's at right now is hopefully building that strong communication across the enterprise and building those bonds that we're all implementing what's best for our patients. Can I just add something? One other aspect of the dashboard that we're implementing, and this is going to be in a future state, we would like to get where Jenny mentioned the PSI 3 and the media it's going to be turning a patient. We're going to be looking at our patients that we turn, not only those that develop the PSI 3, but those that we can maybe impact the prevention of a PSI 3 ever happening. So that is a future state, not looking at just the ones, the outcomes, but also those that every patient deserves to have that care. And looking at those precursors to a PSI is also on our radar. Okay, great. So Danny, besides the dashboard, what other ways do you use to communicate with your stakeholders? 
So while the dashboard is still in its infancy, the way we're currently communicating with stakeholders is we're compiling the information we're pulling out of our reviews for our patient safety indicators. And so that being any coding opportunities, documentation opportunities, or if possible, clinical opportunities, those get compiled into, we call it a PSI notification letter. And these get sent out to the medical directors of the facilities so they can review them and then also disseminate them out to the appropriate service lines and hopefully get down to the front lines where they can make the most impact. And the reason we kind of went this way is we found in the past that specifically kind of talking about PSIs is that we would go throughout the year and then we'd get to the end and suddenly you'd have all these PSIs attributed to your care site. And there was always this question mark of where did these come from? When did these show up? And so really what we're aiming for this is really good transparency, is allowing people knowing what's happening in their care sites, what opportunities they have to improve upon it. And so that's what these forms are really designed to do is to help with that transparency and send these out. And so we've gotten some really good feedback on it. Along with that, we do a little bit of a monthly summary just to kind of give them a little bit more insights to what's happening. And we'll let them know how many PSIs we reviewed, how many we were able to remove, along with the ones that were counted as true PSIs. And so they get this really good overview of their facility. Depending on the size of facility, those notifications go out once a month at minimum, and then other ones would get it a little bit more frequently if it's a smaller facility. And so it's generated a lot of good conversations around PSIs that, again, just because lack of information and the transparency was missing before, and we found a really good excitement to help improve these. Well, this is such a great model. Can you expand this current work beyond PSI, say mortality reduction or length of stay or readmissions? I have some examples. So at Intermountain Healthcare, we've really taken the system-led, locally deployed approach to more than just our PSIs. We've also used this in our mortality reductions. We have taken this approach of empowering our operational leaders with education, data, and solutions to reduce their mortality O to E. We've also taken the same approach with a system coffee program, including our coffee plan, our coffee tool, our coffee report. And for our listeners, just to let them know what QAPI stands for, is Quality Assurance and Performance Improvement. And that's your QAPI document that you use for regulatory requirements. Is that right, Bonnie? That's correct, yes. The entire QAPI process is really showing, again, that system-led, locally deployed processes that we at Intermountain really strive on implementing learning that system, learning and bringing what works well at one care site and implementing at another care site. That goes again from our quality program to our reduction in length of stay, our mortalities, and also our PSIs. It's a model for everything we do here at Intermountain. Okay. Any final key thoughts to leave with our listeners who are struggling with their own quality programs? I kind of think of the process we started for PSIs. We had an idea in our mind. We tried it out. We ran into bumps. We ran into roadblocks. But we were able to learn from that and then move on to the next iteration. The one thing I would add is really the great successes that we've had when approaching a situation is by having that true intent of we want to improve the care of our patients. It's not about reducing the numbers or getting dizzy awards. It really is about doing the right thing for the patient. Any awards or Vizient rankings, that only shows how well we're taking care of our patients. But when we're examining that Vizient data, it is really essential for us to always remember, as well as our key stakeholders, that we're representing our loved ones. 
These patients are our community. These patients are our family members. And when we take that equation and use it in everything we do, that the aspect of our patient care has got to be top priority. The numbers will all come in place when everything is said and done. Within the Office of Patient Experience and having that focus around safety, quality, and experience, it's essential to understand how these three areas really overlap in the care that we provide with our patients. If we're not going to provide safe care, we potentially will have lower quality outcomes. And it goes back to our mission in helping people live the healthiest life possible. Okay, thank you, Bonnie. I do recall during the collaborative, it was your mantra that you would fail fast and move forward. And you've certainly done that with this project. It kind of just kept changing and morphing until it finally came to something that was working. And I look back on that, I say different changes or different iterations, but depending on somebody's perspective, you might look at those as they were actually failures. And ultimately, while failure is a strong word, it helped us learn what wasn't working. And so we could change and pivot to what is going to work. And so you might roll something out or you start with a pilot of something and find that it doesn't work. And that's actually a good thing. You're able to learn about your system a little bit more, learn a little bit more about what people are hoping for and needing. And you can then mold to what they're hoping for into where you're able to build up a process that's amazing that we've been able to develop here at Intermountain. So really just picking a place to start, running through your PDSA cycles to improve it, remembering that this isn't going to be done in a day. It's going to take time and it's going to take small steps. And if it doesn't work, that's fine. It's still a step forward and you just take the next step in a different direction that you'll need to take. And that's what we found has been really helpful for us is just trying and moving forward. And we found a lot of success with that. Yeah, it sounds like the recipe for innovation. And I think that's how you guys landed on the dashboard. So great job. Bonnie, Danny, thank you so much for joining us today. And I'd like to thank our listeners as well. Please join us for more Knowledge on the Go podcast. Like us and send us your comments at our email address, picollaboratives at visientinc.com. For the PI Collaboratives team, I'm Margaret Rudisel. Thanks for listening. <music>